From the gun again on first down. Fires wide. Juan Daniels, touchdown, Georgia. This is your favorite receiver, Juan Daniels. And you're listening to the DGD podcast with my man, Robert Reynolds. Go dogs. Happy Friday. Happy Friday, happy Friday, happy Friday. Juan, welcome to the show. As you can tell, if you're watching this, the pink out edition of the DGD podcast, as always, the NCDGD himself, Robert Reynolds, along with Mr. JD Juan Daniels. Wow. Juan, so I obviously want to talk a little bit about this first before we get into anything Kentucky related here. Uh, obviously, we're going to be previewing that game. You know, but first, look, I want to give a shout out to Trey Lee. Right. Uh, if you don't know Traley, Keeley's mom going through breast cancer. Uh, obviously, October is breast cancer awareness. So I do want to give a shout out uh, to anyone going through that battle uh, and their family members because it's not an easy one. And we're all with you. Uh, Traley Dog Nation is behind you 100 uh, percent. But first, look, Juan. Big game tomorrow. Didn't expect Kentucky to be uh, 11th in the country and, and really so far this season, I haven't expected them to be, um, you know, I didn't expect Georgia to be uh, game day uh, three times. This is the third time. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? It's what a crazy year. Man, that, 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 that's that's pretty cool. It says a lot about Georgia. Um, and it's it, and everything seems to be lining up right now for the Georgia Bulldogs. Uh, Kentucky, you know, shout out to you. You picked Kentucky to be the second in the East. You know, I picked Florida. Um, um, you picked Kentucky. So it's, you know, exactly what you were talking about. You know, preseason, but um, you know, uh, a good, good Kentucky team's coming into Athens, um, and, and you're a 21 point underdog. Um, you know, I, I see a lot of fight in the Wildcats today, so it'll be uh, it'll be an interesting, interesting day. No, I completely agree. Look, you know, everybody wants to sleep on Kentucky, but what they fail to realize is just how physical they can be, right? Just how physical they can be, uh, and it's not your old Kentucky team, right? You, you see Will Levis, right, uh, the ability to expand the passing game, right, uh, and that extends first downs, right, extends drives, things like that, uh, and, and really keeps points on the board. But one of the things that really play Kentucky on their offense, they have a very good offense, but they also have turnovers. They, they are, it's, it's insane how many turnovers they, uh, they give up. And really that's, you know, that's testament right there to, you know, what you see in the stats, you know, that that's a, that's a huge problem. And I think Georgia is going to capitalize on that. They're going to force turnovers. Yeah, yeah, you're, you're, you're absolutely right. And that's what Georgia <laughs> has done a great job of is just turning the ball over. Um, you know, I was looking at an, an interesting right now just in the SEC. Um, you know, they, they, they've scored 107 points only. Yeah, I think with, you know, with Kentucky, their, their offense is legit. And really their defense is as well. While we're experiencing some technical difficulties here on one side, uh, you know, just while everything gets up 23. Oh, there we go. Sorry about that one. We had some technical difficulties. So I was filibustering just a little bit. Um, do you want to repeat what you were saying? Uh, that way everything's good to go then. I think we're still having some technical difficulties. So, um, uh, again, I, I think football team. Absolutely. You know, I think with what really separates Kentucky this year is, like I said, one, your passing game. Uh, two, but they've had some great playmakers uh, on the defensive side of the ball. 
uh, especially in that front seven, right? Uh, Jacquez Jones uh, comes to mind, you know, leading tackler from Ole Miss last year, transfers to Kentucky, and really is their leading tackler now. Uh, you know, Oxendine, although he's out for the season now, which is a huge loss for them on that defensive front, that's another uh, – that was another key playmaker there. Uh, yeah, I think he went down in the LSU game, I believe it was. Uh, you know, but look, I, I think Georgia – is going to have to take advantage of that secondary. I, I think that that's the weakness on that defense, uh, along with depth, which, you know, obviously I think depth is an issue for almost everybody, it seems like, except Georgia. Um, you know, but I, I think really Georgia is going to have to take, uh, you know, take advantage of the shots when they're there. I think they're going to be there. You just have to execute. And obviously all indicators for me are pointing towards Stetson again. Uh, you know, I really think, you know, obviously leading into the bye next week, you give JT another week, unless it's a dire emergency, right? If, if we're down and we need something, we need a spark, maybe put him in. But I, I think you see sets him, but in again, uh, obviously leading into the bye week and then get JT one extra week, right? I think we all need a break. Uh, but, you know, obviously going into Florida, I think JT, you see him roll out against Florida. Uh, obviously talking about injuries, right? If, if we have to talk about needing a break. Uh, obviously, if you didn't hear, it was kind of last night reported that uh, Tyke Smith is out with an ACL. Uh, so his season is done. And, you know, that poses a threat to the star position. Uh, not starting, right? I think Brainy has shown a true uh, emergence, right? I think he's really emerged as a star, like figuratively and literally there. Um, but, you know, you, you kind of see, I think you see um, maybe Javon Bullard. Uh, you know, you could see him back there and obviously now you have the pose a threat of you know injuries along the safeties right because you know obviously you have chris smith if he's able to play you have dan jackson but what happens you know there you know you then you start to really kind of test that depth right especially in the secondary so hopefully right. georgia can come out of at least kentucky game uh, healthy head into the bye week and, and, and kind of lick their wounds a little bit yeah 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 you're absolutely um i'm i'm, I'm pretty excited i mean i i think it's going to be a, a, an excellent game i think uh you know the, uh, for for kentucky uh i i think they're going to come out with the same enthusiasm as they with arkansas and, and as, as arkansas did um but again like to, to quote uh, mike tyson it's all fun and games until you get punched in the mouth <laughs> i think tell you, that is happen. a that is that is a statement that will never get old and can be about it's more it's more useful than a swiss army knife right because it's just it happens every situation right. in life. Uh, you know, obviously, I, I want to take a look at, you know, Kentucky. Right. I, I think a lot of people still kind of disrespect Kentucky. And, you know, you get this media narrative that Georgia hasn't played nobody. But, you know, obviously leading up to Kentucky, Kentucky's handled business. Right. They handled Florida, uh, you know, won that game in Lexington. Uh, you handled LSU. Right. Obviously, LSU is kind of a eh team right now obviously completely down from where their typical standards are, but still Kentucky goes up uh, and, and just demolishes LSU. Right. So, you know, Kentucky, you know, nobody expected them to be six and oh, I had them five at one. Uh, this was prior to LSU stinking up the joint, but you get what I mean. Um, yeah. But still, I, I think you have to give credit to, you know, Mark Seuss and, and development. Uh, these guys are ready to go. They're, they're going to be physical. They're going to be well coached. Uh, you know, that offense, uh, as we are joined by John from Sports Talk SEC. Speaking of Kentucky, I want to get your thoughts on Kentucky and what what challenges Kentucky poses to Georgia 
uh, on it from an offensive standpoint? Uh, I think Kentucky's offensive line could pose a challenge for them. Um, now, you know, I, I look at Georgia's D line and everything, and you know, it, it's it's legit. You know, the you know the biggest thing I look at, to be honest with you, is how will Kentucky handle the first five minutes of the game? Um, will they do like they did um, Arkansas, or will Kentucky let the moment get too big, like Arkansas did, and let it get out of hand? Um, and and that's my biggest thing. Like, like I'm not saying I think Kentucky's going to go in there um, and beat Georgia. I'm going to be realistic. I mean, because a lot of people are like, oh, they're going to go Georgia. I'm like, no, they're not. I mean, I'm going to be a realistic fan. But at the end of the day, do I think they can come in and be fiscal with Georgia? Yes. Do I think they can pull the upset? Well, in my heart, I think they can. But when you use some common sense about it, you want to say, well, hey, Georgia's got this on the defensive line. They got the great linebackers. You know, that, that's the biggest staple point. And, you know, you know, they got the running backs, too. I mean, you can't not look at the offense, too. The offense is really good, too. But at the end of the day, just don't let the moment get too big because it can get out of hand quick, in the first, especially in the first couple of minutes. Because you've seen that with Arkansas. Like, they had penalty after penalty, and pretty much the game was over with. And, you know, now, is that to say that Kentucky will do the same thing? No, you just don't know about a game, how it will, how it will start out. The first five minutes will tell everything. I completely agree with you. Well, John, first off, uh, kind of threw you into the fire. Welcome to the party. Uh, welcome to the show. Yeah, I was a little uh, late, man. I had, no, I had some things going on. No, nah, no worries. But, uh, you know, obviously, like I said, welcome to the show. Uh, obviously, John, we're here for breast cancer awareness, right? Where uh, Georgia's expected to pink out Sanford Stadium. Uh, so the DGD podcast mm-hmm. has to oblige a little bit and, and pink it out as well. But I do want to talk about your last point here with Arkansas, right? Sanford Stadium, it's not a noon kickoff. It's a 3.30 uh, you know, rightfully so. The Arkansas game, even at a noon kickoff, was beyond electric. And it, and we obviously saw that, you know, won the first two plays, just false start, false start before they even got the snap off. Um, you know, and I think you're going to hear that even more, even, it's going to be even louder, in my opinion, uh, against Kentucky. And one of the things about Kentucky's offense that I've, you know, you can come to realize is, you know, crowd noise and things like that can kind of alter. Uh, you know, how Kentucky's offense works. I think it's very – not. I love the offense. I, I do. Uh, you know, but it involves uh, cadences, things like this. That, mm-hmm. that you know, that audible – you know, the decibel count right there can definitely impact, uh, you know, that offense, you know, pre-snap. Uh, you know, but obviously, look, you got to look at the offensive players here. You know, I think Georgia has to take care of two players, and I'm going to let you talk more about them uh, in just a second, John. Uh, in my opinion, I think you have to contain Will Levis and, and get to him, get home. But I think you also have to watch out for Rodriguez, the running back, and Wondell mm-hmm. uh, Robinson. I think those, if you can contain those three players, Kentucky has – you basically eliminate Kentucky, in my opinion. Those three just mean that much to that offense. Am I, is that safe to assume that? Or, you know, give me more insight there. Mm. You know – the thing about Will Levis that, you know, a, a lot of people are homers, and I try not to be like – this week I've – it's not necessarily the thing about 
I mean, how, I mean, how do I explain this? It's just I like to see Kentucky have a little bit more respect than what they've been getting. Is what I'm trying to is what I'm trying to go at. Because Stoops has done a wonderful job. Now, saying that, do I think he's at the level talent gap as Georgia? No, he's not at that level. But in any game, you saw with Texas and him last week. You know, any can be beat, especially on any given Saturday. But like he was, like we was going back with Wandell and them, you know, losing Josh Ali hurt, you know, Rodriguez is a good runner. The biggest thing with Levis, I think, that is going to be the biggest issue with him, he can't hold the ball too long Saturday because if he holds the ball too long, Georgia's just going to eat that up. Um, he's going to have to get rid of the ball. He's going to have to throw in some tight windows because if, if you stand back there in the pocket and let Georgia have a free run at him, it's just not going to be a good day. And, you know, and I even said yesterday, you know, some of these outside runs, some of these jet sweeps, a lot of these plays you're not going to be able to run on Georgia because of how 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 much speed they got. You know, especially at linebacker, you know, defensive end, you know. And Jordan Davis, I, I mean, that kid was made in a lab, man. I don't know where they made that kid, but he, he's a monster. And uh, But at the end of the day, you're going up against an NFL top line, man. And you know, do I do I want to win? Yes. But at the end of the day, I just I just want to enjoy a good game. You know, I just want to see a good game. I just I feel like I said earlier in the week, you know, I felt like, you know, if we was to get blowed out, that I felt like it would hurt a little bit or or pride a little bit because, you know, we're six and oh. We, we come into the game and we felt like, you know, it, it takes a lot from it. But but you got to look at this Georgia team. This Georgia team's legit. This Georgia team's got a lot of elite defenders on defense. They got some good running backs. They got a good wide receiver and Lab, Lab McConkey. Like, they're just, they're just not doing it to Kentucky. They're doing it to everybody else. And, you know, that's what you got to look at when it comes to the big picture. Absolutely. Juan, I want to I want to let you talk a little bit here. Right, You've played against Kentucky and it's and I think when you played against Kentucky you may have seen a little bit uh of a of a different team right a, a normal a, not your normal Kentucky right you played against the old right. Kentucky you know what are your yes. thoughts you know, looking at those games against Kentucky compared to what you're seeing now what what are your main thoughts and takeaways are you like I guess what are you thinking about this you know the evolution of Kentucky through over time well I've always said um for as many years as I can remember if Kentucky ever gets a legitimate quarterback, they're going to be tough. Um, and, and defensively, I mean, even going back to when they had Mummy, I mean, they had a pretty decent defense. They just didn't have the offense to sustain uh, good drives to give that defense any, um, you know, any, any help. Um, but just like John said, you're going to be able to tell within the first five minutes. And I don't know if you guys ever played that old Mike Tyson punch out. If you could survive that first two minutes with him swinging like that, and if, if you can dodge that, then you've got a chance. You've got a chance to chance to beat them. So, um, just like what happened with Texas A&M last week, you know we cannot, you know, as, as, as Georgia, we cannot sit there and play around with, with with Kentucky because they're fighters. I mean, you know what they did to LSU was to, it's not easy. What they were able to do um, against Florida um, was not easy because these are you know two uh, SEC teams that have haunted Kentucky for years, and so they're starting to get over some humps. And, and that's all they needed was that, that, that type of confidence to go in there. 
this is a monumental game, right? It's, it's, it's a historic game because you've got two undefeated SEC teams that are fighting for uh, the, the, the East title. And that's never happened in the history of the SEC where you have two teams that are undefeated fighting for, for, for one title. So um, at the end of the day, Kentucky doesn't have a whole lot to lose. And those are the teams that really, really can scare somebody um, because right now the success that they have, um, if, if they go in there, they lose to Georgia, nobody's going to be mad or, or upset. You know, like John may have you know mentioned too, as a Kentucky fan, you're not going to be, but you but you want to win, um, and 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 if they do win, boy, look out, <laughs> look out. No, he's he's you know one is not wrong there. You know, obviously, uh, John. You know, we've we've talked offline a lot uh, about this game leading up to it, and you know, I'm one of the people that have you have to respect Kentucky because they're doing things that you're not used to seeing. Like we said, go in, you know, can bring Florida up to Lexington, handle them. And then you handle LSU. You know, now there's also been some close games, right? I think there's some calls for questioning, you know, with some of the games that were played out, you know, kind of coming out close, things like that. You know, but you have to expect, you know, for, if you're Georgia, you have to expect Kentucky to give their, you know, give everything they've got uh, for as long as they can go. Uh, obviously, you know, I don't expect it to be four quarters, right? I just don't think the depth and, and the talent, the talent might be there, but the depth is not. Uh, so I think, you know, you're going to see, a similar similar situation compared to Auburn where you see you got to ride the wave survive that wave and then I think Georgia handles it just because depth and talent takes over uh second half but you know I'm with you John I really want to see a competitive game and I think that's what we're going to get uh you know you know just kind of see the the spread you know Georgia's covered a lot right Georgia's covered I think five and one so far on the season when it comes to betting uh you know but look Kentucky is a, a different team from Auburn, they're a different team from Arkansas. You know, they're they're physical. They're going to try to instill the run game, which is, you know, in my opinion, going to slow down the game, right? Now, I think if Georgia can stop the run and force it to become, you know, more of a passing uh, style game, you know, then I think you can see the score kind of get ran up a little bit, you know, kind of potential cover, whatever. You know, we'll talk brigade here and seeing what they're saying, uh, you know. Tripp also mentions uh, Tim Couch. Uh, when Leach was there with Mummy, they were all throwing it all over the field. I, I want to say that was mid to late nineties. I think. Uh, am I maybe wrong yeah, there? I think it was. I think he started in ninety six, maybe. Okay. Yeah, ninety six was Couch. I actually, I actually played I think against it was Couch. Ninety six. Yeah, and, and we well, lost. Up in yeah, I believe it. I believe yeah, I it was ninety six because. Go ahead, Juan. Juan was a hell of an athlete, too, though. Juan was a hell of an athlete, too. There was many games that I went as a as a kid to watch Georgia play in Lexington. I, I remember one vividly. Um, I believe he was on that team. Um, Georgia won 34-30 to 30 when we blocked the field goal yep. late in the game. Or blocked, yep, that the, was blocked the punt late in the game. I'm sorry. 1994. Yeah, yep. I was act actually at that game. I was actually at that game. And, and Kentucky should have won that game. And yeah, Georgia at the time, I don't think Georgia was the, the dominant team that they was now, but you know, they was they was coming in their own. And back then, you had you know, I've always said it with kids today, and you know, I've I mostly referred to it in basketball. Back then, a lot of people meant like when you when you wore that jersey or you wore that uniform, it meant something to somebody. Now it's just about the accolades and the trophies. Not saying every player is like that. 
I'm just saying there's there's certain kids that all they care about is the accolades, you know, the, the stats. Back then when Juan played, was it was just different. Everybody just played for the name on the jersey. And to me, that was my favorite time. I just loved the 90s because I felt like, you know, back then it meant something to some of them kids and just to be yeah. able to play. And, you know, I, I mean, I'm old school, so you're, you're just you don't have to deal with it because I'm old school when it comes to stuff like that. Yeah, but we also, we, uh, you know, and I remember playing against Tim Cat in '96, and we actually, you know, we, we actually went up to Kentucky and lost. Um, and, and all I can remember on the plane ride home is hearing him in the back of my uh, head is for a first down, Kentucky. And, and so, uh, <laughs> you know, it's just one of those the, the, those things that you just kind of remember. But uh, but but John, you're right. I mean, we we just had a pride about ourselves, you know, and, and just a pride about our teammates and. Uh, I think a lot of it, too, is, you know, once you get to social media and then guys start to kind of beat their chest a little bit, then it becomes more about them and mm -hmm. what they can do versus, you know, what just kind of, you know, be, be, be a teammate. And, and the best things I've ever heard is when Eric Zier got to Georgia, he had a quarterback battle with um, Greg Talley and they asked him, hey, Greg, are you are you nervous about this? He says, I came here to be a bulldog, not a quarterback. And I, I just thought that was a, a great thing. And, that, and just like John, that's just kind of lost these days. And I, I wish we could get back to that. Yeah, you know, I, I think, you know, kind of looking at what G Bama here, at, you know, a Bama fan in the chat, uh, you know, he's saying that the fans were better in the 90s, the 20-year-olds were delusional. And to that point, I think you might, you know, have some kind of recency, right? Georgia has kind of been, you know, what we've been uh, with Rick and everything. They don't remember the golf and the Donning airs, you know what I mean? So, you know, you have those years, things like that. You know, but also I think, you know, kind of hearing this history right here, right? I think Georgia and, and Kentucky have, you know, Kentucky's always looked at it as a basketball school. And I think Stoops is really changing that. Um, you know, I, I want to say, John, I think uh, recently Kentucky held their pro day and, and really it was went unnoticed almost, in my opinion, because Kentucky's playing Georgia, they're undefeated. People were focused on football. And, and to me, I think that makes I'll the SEC be, better. I'll be honest with you. Um, the Big Blue Madness is tonight. I did not know it was going on until yesterday. That's how much <laughs> I've been enjoying football season. I didn't even know that college basketball was going on. Like, because we're not used to this. Like, we're not used to the six and O's. We're not used to the being ranked eleventh in the country. Like, it's just it, it's it's unfamiliar territory for especially for us because, like you said, we're a basketball school. Like, we get the best of the best in basketball. You know, we which we didn't have a great, really great year last year, but at the same time, you know, Kentucky's still Kentucky basketball. I mean, that's a fair point. You know, I, you know, I think with, yeah. uh, you know, late night with North Carolina, Chapel Hill, right, the Tar Heels have basketball seasons coming up. You know, me being in North Carolina, Carolina Duke is huge, right, and both of those are tonight as well. So, you know, honestly, you don't really think about it, right? You, I look at, you know, how George is doing, which is – you know, a lot different than what Kentucky is doing, but I do want to talk about, you know, with Stoops there, right? You know, different mentality to Kentucky, right? I think you bring that physical, hard-nosed defense, uh, you know, and you've had several, mm -hmm. you know, you had looking at players, right, that's developed and turned into pretty good athletes in the NFL uh, with Josh Allen, uh, most notably, I think, in my opinion, uh, you know, being that linebacker several years ago, you know, really good in, uh, college athlete. I remember this kid was all over the place. But I do want to talk about, you know, from, you know, Juan, uh, us talking Georgia here, uh, John with Kentucky. The keys to victory 
for each team, right? You know, Georgia, you know, Georgia is expected to win this game, you know, but John, I want to ask you first, you know, anything can happen. This is why you play the game, right? Uh, G Bama understands Mm -hmm. this, where I'm going with this. Anybody can beat anyone. And, you know, Mm -hmm. not saying that it can happen. It may not, it may, it probably won't, but there's always a possibility that Mm -hmm. anything can happen. So for Kentucky to Mm -hmm. win this game, what do they have to do? You put me on the spot because <laughs> there, there, there's, there's a lot of things that they have to do to win this game. Like the biggest thing with Kentucky, they have to get some semblance of a running game. Like I'm not saying 200 yards, 300 yards, because they're not going to get that. They have to at least run the ball in, in – I don't know how to explain it. They have to run the ball – in, in spurts, you get what I'm saying? Yeah, uh, they have to run the ball at, at, at times that, it, that it's open. And if they get a receiver open, like Auburn, like say last week with Auburn, Auburn had two or three plays where they throw the football to the guy, he, he scores a touchdown. Like they can't afford that to happen. Like, you know, Kentucky can't drop passes, um, which I know what Georgia's going to do. I, I mean, I'm not a coach, but Georgia's going to focus all of their money on Wandell Robinson and play everybody else off. They're, they're going to try to shut down Wandell is what they're going to try to do. And, you know, I feel like, I don't know. I just, I try to be realistic, but sometimes you want to be the hom- the homer comes out in you. But I just don't see any possibility to win this game Saturday or tomorrow. But if Kentucky wants to do something, they have to run the football. They have to at least make some plays on the run game because if they can't run the football against Georgia and at least get some yardage, they're toast. And 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 I know that's that's not what Kentucky fans want to hear, but that's just the facts of the matter. You know, they're going to have to at least get at least at least maybe a hundred yards maybe on the ground, and they're going to have to hit a big play or two, and they're going to have to do something that they're going to have to go beyond what their game plan is usually, like. For instance, instead of maybe run the ball a little bit, maybe do some tight end, tight end work stuff. You know, maybe flush the quarterback out and do some rollouts because you're not going to do much on this Georgia defense with the speed that they got. Juan, I want to turn it over to you. You know, obviously, I think you know John brought up some good points. You know, Kentucky's all about trying to establish a run game, which is one of Georgia's strengths here, and then that's stopping it. Uh, you know, but I do think Chris Rodriguez. Uh, can can show some uh, you know some ability to create some pl- uh, positive plays. Uh, you know, one. I want to turn it over to you now. You know, what do you think Georgia has to do to win this game? Uh, and then I'll talk a little bit more about it. Um, they they have to win first down on defense. When they're on defense, they have to win. Kentucky. Um, if you look at it statistically so far this year, they've actually rushed for more yards than they do passing. So, um, you know, l- like you said, they're going to try to establish to run. We have to win first down, um, you know, uh, and put them in the second, third and long um, defensively. Um, and, and we're going to have to step up. You know, we lose Tyke Smith, so we're going to have to step up in the secondary. Uh, Levis can throw the ball. Um, those are receivers can get open. So, um, um, you know, look for Kentucky to, you know, try to stretch the field with, you know, with, with their guys and take some shots. Um, with Stoops, he doesn't have anything to lose. So they're, they're going to take their shots. Offensively, we just need to keep doing what we're doing. You know, how to just dominate the line of scrimmage. Um, it, it, it's just that Kentucky's there down 
two defensive linemen. Um, so that's going to help us huge. So, you know, let, you know, maybe just stick to running the ball, give our defense a break, um, you know, just try you know, uh, run the ball, establish a pass whenever we need to throw it. You know, we can just throw it. We need to, you know, just take control of the game. I like what you bring in. I'm going to add on to this right here. And I, you've mentioned up the injuries and things like that. You know, obviously both teams are pretty banged up heading into this week, um, you know, with several key injuries, right? Like I said, Oxendine being one of them for Kentucky's defensive line. Which is why I was the, saying the biggest one is McCall. McCall, okay. Um, he's he's the biggest one because I felt like he could neutral neutralize the offensive line a little bit. Okay, so he's like a Jordan, kind of like a Jordan S, Jordan Davis S type. Yeah, he's not he's not as athletic, <laughs> but he's he, he's able to penetrate in front of the line. He's nose guard, and he can penetrate a little bit. He he's the biggest loss in my opinion. Now Oxendine played really good last week. But losing Bully kind of hurt us. I felt like if we had Bully this week, I think it would be a lot. I wouldn't say an easier game, but I would like my chances a little bit better. Okay. Uh, I, knew, I knew you'd lost. I didn't know the guys' names. I knew Oxendine. Uh, I forgot the other guys' names. So I should have remembered mm-hmm. that. Uh, you know, but ultimately, I think that leads to depth. And, and whoever has the most of it will win. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, staying healthy is going to make a difference here, too. Kentucky mm-hmm. game last year, Georgia lost – several players that game leading into the cocktail party, right? Uh, you know, Jordan Davis was one that uh, got hurt that game, uh, you know, just being an example there. So, you know, I think Georgia has to stay healthy, right, because the bye week is next week, and that's going to be huge for us. Uh, you know, but looking at the offense, I think Georgia needs to kind of have the same game plan as Auburn. And what I mean by that is, you know, ride the wave and then take over, you know, in the second half. Uh, you know, I see it kind of being somewhat close, uh, you know, maybe a 14, 17, maybe three or 10. I don't know. We'll talk more about that later. But I see it staying somewhat close. Georgia not scoring a ton of points uh, because the, the mm-hmm. defense is stout, right? I, you have to respect Kentucky's defense. Um, mm-hmm. But I think Georgia has to execute on deep passes like you saw in Auburn. I think that's there. Uh, you know, I expect you might be able to see Arian Smith back. Uh, you know, Jermaine Burton, I think, will be back. Uh, so, you know, that speed is going to be on display. And I think Georgia has to take advantage of the secondary. I think the secondary, in my opinion, is Kentucky's weakest link on defense. Uh, you know, with the injuries, you kind of have to reevaluate a little bit. Uh, you know, but I still think you have to you have to try to test that secondary, uh, try to get deep on them. And I think you know whether it be Stetson or JT, I think Stetson. Uh, you know, I think that can be done. But I also think you need to establish the run game as well. Uh, so if you can if you can execute on offense and be efficient. Ultimately, I think you win the game. I can talk about defense, but I don't need to. Everybody understands. Just play your style of game on defense, and you'll win. Uh, you know, but offense, you have to execute and sustain drives. And if you're if you're able to do that, you know, there's a chance that you may see it cover. Uh, you know, obviously, depending on how well they execute. Uh, but I also want to transition mm-hmm. over from that to you know score predictions. Uh, John, I'll let you go first. What what do you think the score prediction is uh, for the game Saturday? I put I put it on my um, picks this week. I believe it'll be thirty-four to ten, um, Georgia. Now, do I think that it'll be close early on, like you said? I think it. Sounds like you're having a little bit of technical difficulties as it comes through with some connection, perhaps. Uh, one, if if it pops Both in, hopefully on. Maybe it'll have time. 
and I think Georgia just wore them down in the, in the second half. So it looks like I uh, couldn't hear. It looks like some connection issues, John. Uh, we'll give it a second to see if it'll uh, fix itself. Uh, Juan, I want to get your score prediction, and we'll hop back to John in just a second. Juan, I want to get your score prediction real fast. As we see uh, in the brigade, uh, Jay Shipes already calls 38-6. What are your thoughts on the score uh, for Saturday? I, I'll be honest. I think uh, Kentucky will be able to move the ball on us. I think that they will get into the red zone. Um, a couple of times, but uh, you know we're we're going to hold them out. So I'm going to go with uh, thirty. I'm going to go with thirty-four to nine. Thirty-four to nine. Okay, John, we'll give it back to you. But I know, like I said, the first time it kind of broke in and out. Uh, I'll let you. Can you hear me? Your, Can you uh, hear me now? Your, uh, second shot at it. Uh, yeah, we're going to hear you now, man. Uh, go ahead and give us your score. Okay. Uh, I think it'll be thirty-four ten. I think it'll be close early, um, and then th then again. I wouldn't be shocked if this game was 17 to three, like just a low scoring game because I feel like I don't know how you see this. I feel like Kirby don't want to really um, make this a blowout because there's a lot of guys hurt and there's a lot of guys injured. I feel like he's going to play it conservative down the stretch, and I think he, you know, I think he'll do like he did like Auburn last week, just have the same game plan, you know, do do enough just on offense to get the win and get out of there and get everybody healed up for the bye week. I just – I don't think it's going to be a blowout like everybody thinks. Now, later in the game it might be where Kentucky just wears down with the depth, but I just don't see it early on in the game um, because I believe both teams are going to come out physical. I believe you're going to see both teams punch each other in the mouth right off the bat. And that that's what's going to interest me. Like, I'm a big hog molly. Like, I'm a big old guy. And I like watching the line go at each other, man. Like I just like the pads popping, man. And I just think early on you're gonna see pads popping all over the place, and and that's my favorite part of the game. Like like I said earlier, though, five minutes into the game you're gonna see what if what Kentucky's really made of if they can actually hang with Georgia for you know three three and a half quarters. I like it. So thirty-eight ten one. You said I heard nine, but it was a thirty-eight yeah. nine. 39? No, 34, 34 to 34, nine. 34 to nine. 34 to nine. I, I, I think that 34, Kentucky will be 34, 10. Yeah. So 34 points. So both of y'all are saying 34 points for Georgia. You know, I'm looking at it this way. I think that, you know, Kentucky is going to keep it close for the for the first half. Uh, and Georgia starts to pull away in the second half. And I think Georgia is going to start wearing out the defensive line, uh, you know, the front seven, and just continue to evolve on our offensive line and keep pushing uh, and establish in the run game. Uh, but I think Georgia's going to have to sustain drives. I'm not going 34 points. I think you see maybe a 30 to 30 to 9. I think 30 to 9 or 30, no, 30 10. 30 10. Uh, the reason why I say that is in the second half, I think Kirby, knowing our injuries, things like that, and our depth concerns, you know, obviously the bye is coming up next week. I think you see it try to establish the run. Uh, he knows what we've got on defense. You know, you get you get ahead, you get a comfortable two two score, three score lead, and and then try to just ride it out. In, in the past, I may be wrong. Yeah. And, you know, it may be wrong, but I, I just think you maybe see a thirty ten uh, game. That, that's what I meant. I didn't mean conservative. You know what I mean? I didn't mean being conservative. I just meant when they get a lead, they're going to run the football. They're just going to yeah. they're going to play clock. I yeah, didn't necessarily but, mean you know being conservative. You know. 
But but John, even even to your point, even if he decides to be conservative, if you have a 17 to three victory um, over the number 11 team in the nation, they're six and zero. I I see no problem with that. I don't think anybody in the nation is going to say, well, Georgia's not as 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 good as they are. I mean, they beat a very very tough Kentucky team, even if it's seven you know 17 to three. That'll be something that that Georgia and the Georgia fans will be just soaking up in, you know, the fact that, hey, we beat a, a top tier team. Um, and, 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 and just like you said even earlier, John, I, I don't think people are giving Kentucky the respect that they deserve right now because they de- deserve a lot more respect than what they're getting. Um, and, and, and they are a top tier team. So, um, again, and look you know, at Georgia. And you know, Robert. That. And, you know, Robert, that's the thing. Like a lot of fans. I talked to UK fans. They said, well, I'm going to be upset if we lose Saturday. I said, but that, that, that's the thing, though. The season's not over. Like, you, you look at Kentucky's schedule down the stretch. They got games where they could go 11-1, and possibly, 10-2, and go to a New Year's Six Bowl. Like, if you would have told me at the halfway point we'd be 6-1, and one, say we lose tomorrow, you know, 6-1 and one going into the bye week, I would have, to, I would have told you you was crazy. Like, I mean, you know, I mean, I'm just going to accept it and enjoy it because, you know, people don't realize like some of these big bowls, like these New Year's Six bowls, that helps recruiting. That helps the program. And, you know, and and that would be a big step for Stoops and 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 the program in itself to, to get to a big bowl they haven't been in in, what, 50? They haven't been to the Sugar Bowl, I don't think, since 1950 when they played Oklahoma. And, you know, to get back to that, I mean, come on now. You're a Kentucky yeah. fan. You ain't never been there. It'd be like a national championship game. You know what I mean? Look, as a, as a Gator hater, do you understand, as a Georgia fan, how much it would pleasure me to see Kentucky make a New Year's Six Bowl and Florida miss out? It'd be beautiful. I'm just I'm yeah, just totally right. there. Hey, and then talking to Kentucky fans, I just, I just left Nashville. Um, for, for a meeting and you know we had, we had some Kentucky fans there you guys travel it doesn't matter where you guys go um, they go have something in, at the Rose Bowl or something in, in, in California Kentucky fans are very faithful they travel and it's not just for basketball I mean you see you know the, the, the your Kentucky fans that are going to the Las Vegas or they'll go to you know all over the country to go watch their basketball but they have that same that same type of love and same type of passion for for their football team. So again, going in there, if they, if, if, if they are going to go to a new year's six bowl, you can best believe Kentucky's going to have a great turnout for that. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Guys, that's going to wrap it up for today's show. Obviously, if you're watching this and not stick around, obviously we're going to do comments and question uh, Q and a. Oh, speaking uh, of, uh, speak- oh, go ahead. Go ahead, John. Oh, I was just going to say, um, Congratulations, Juan, on your son going to Stanford. Like that's thank you, man. That's a big deal. I appreciate that, and, and uh, I'm I'm happy for him. I hope he does well there. Thank you, thank you. He was actually, um, I think he was kind of in contact with uh, with, with with Kentucky um, for a little bit. So I'm not really sure, um, you know, you know where, where that was or where it, you know may have ended. But um, that would have been kind of cool to you know have an opportunity to go up there and uh, and watch a, a UK game um, at UK. You can't go wrong with Stanford, though. That's a that's a really good college, and, it, and it's, it's a smart school too. And yes, sir. <laughs> it's a it's a really nice place. It's a be, it's a beautiful stadium. My uncle actually, um, 
he has season tickets there, and he said it's a beautiful place to watch football. It is. It's a great environment. Yeah, we're going to the Stanford-Notre Dame game um, Thanksgiving weekend, so we're, we're pretty excited to go there and uh, check it out. I bet you're like a little kid, ain't you, man? I am. I am. <laughs> before I appreciate we wrap you, show, Robert, guys. for having me on, man. Hey, man. Look, hey, before we wrap it up, I do want to give you an opportunity, man. Look, uh, we talk a lot on Twitter here. Uh, you know, but look, tell everybody where uh, where they can find you. I know you got a website as well, too, so I'll give you a chance to just let people mm-hmm. know where they can find your work, man. Um, you can find me at sports talk underscore SEC, just at sports talk underscore SEC. I keep it simple for some of the older folks because my dad has a hard time with technology and he, he does not know how to like top it in. And I'm like, dad, you just got to top the, top the letters in, man. And some people just have a struggle with trying to get on Twitter and social media. Hey, look, I just want to, before it's, we, it's at, it's at sports. It's at sports talk underscore SEC. It's just something simple. Yep. So I do, before we get off, I do want to say this show is sponsored by La Terrain Watches. Look, visit la-terrain.com and use code DGD at checkout to get 10% off of your purchase. Uh, doesn't matter what you get, you get 10% off of it. Uh, look, obviously, the brigade came out strong. Uh, you know, when you're listening to it, make sure you like, subscribe, follow. Uh, you know, if you're on YouTube, like, Click the like button. It does a lot. It's free. It takes just a second. Uh, on that note, though, guys, look, looking forward to tomorrow. Uh, probably Georgia's toughest game of the year, in my opinion. We called this early in the preseason. I think it's going to be the toughest game of the year. Uh, and we'll look forward to seeing how that game plays out. Uh, on that note, though, guys, hope everybody has a great day. Go dogs. Go dogs. This is the DGD podcast. Go dogs. <laughs>